It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel Studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, we're very excited. We have a packed studio here. Everybody in town, I think, showed up for this episode of the yep, Buckhead Business Show. Only. I'm telling you, right? <laughs> Rich Gasson over here alongside uh, the one, the only. Craig Williams. Myth, the legend. Oh, uh, whatever. <laughs> so um, we always have fun on this show here as a media partner for the Buckhead Business Association here in Buckhead. And um, Shout as, out to the coalition as well. Right. Oh, coalition. Yep. Matter of fact, uh, the last breakfast, the keynote speaker Sam was. Sam Assel. Yeah. The only. The only. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover, all for just three bucks plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 5,000 at checkout. That's harrys.com code 5000 enjoy and um uh interesting stats on what's going on in buckhead and so definitely if you're uh tuning in if you're a member not a member check out the buckheadbusiness.org is their website for all the details and all things buckhead and we're going to uh jump right into the show here we have um as i mentioned uh three subject matter experts uh, two in the arenas of food and other in law. So uh, if, if, if we start a food fight, our lawyer will put us in check, right? Absolutely. <laughs> there you go. All right. So um, actually, let's start with um, uh, Jim uh, Shoemake. Hello. All right. I got that right. You got it right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice. <laughs> a round of applause for the, uh, for the host here. So, um, so Jim, tell us a little bit about your background before we jump into all things food and foodorama. Uh, what's your life story in 10 or less? Go. Ten or less. So I've been in the restaurant industry in Atlanta for 20 years, um, waiting tables, managing restaurants, wanted to start my own business. And then that was a food truck. Wow. And that was the beginning of the beginning. All right. <laughs> nice. And um, also joining us in the studio is uh, Matt uh, Theory. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, what's your story, Matt? Uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a lawyer here in Atlanta, but I grew up in Pennsylvania. I went to Michigan State for law school and then uh, relocated for better weather. Nice, yeah, good, good and food, yeah, and, and good food, and good right. food, yeah. There you go. Well, nice, nice save there, yeah. There you go. And um, so, what will you be chatting about this morning in terms of uh, legal issues? Uh, well, I'd like to talk a little bit about what I do, what my practice areas are, and a little bit about my firm. Okay, well, uh, we will definitely stay tuned for that one. And also joining us in the studio is uh, Christina Curry. Uh, Curry, Curry, welcome Curry. to the show. Good morning. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, so, and what what was your life before the food business? Uh, my life before the food business was just being a student. I went to culinary school when I was young, so that's okay. all I've done. All right. And uh, you're going to stay with that? Yeah. Oh, certainly. <laughs> we have a, have a full-service catering business here in Atlanta called Epicurean Endeavors. Uh, we have a lot of our clients in the Buckhead area, okay. um, both personal and um, professional businesses that we work with. 
Well, we'll definitely be looking forward to um but once again uh this is not actually food and beverage radio but we do that show we need to have them I'm, back I'm, though and we, we don't have to we don't have get any food back. is it too early or we'll too see that's, that's, they'll bring the food oh she did bring food, food. We'll oh good save again all right. on our food and beverage no idiot. but she brought food this morning oh, my yeah, yeah that's yeah. adorable you know oh, my goodness, I love <laughs> we love the sample oh jeez we're not bashing let's go check out our site for these shots please all right yeah so check that out so um okay so let's bring things back in and uh, back to the Buckhead Show. So, Jim, let's turn our attention to Jim uh, Shoemake. You're the owner in Atlanta of Atlanta Creative Events and Foodorama Grant Park. Um, and for two years, you've planned some of the Southeast's most well-attended, buzzed-about food truck festivals. Talk, and Buckhead right here, right, as well? Yeah. So I have Livable Buckhead that is uh, weekly. This is coming up on Tuesdays that is sponsored by Livable Buckhead. Right. And we all probably have about anywhere from four to six trucks. Okay. Out there, so that's pretty cool, and that's a and smaller where, event. Where in Buckhead specifically? So that's going to be at Tower Place. Okay. okay. So one hundred Tower Place. Nice. All right. So it's pretty cool. And from there to Macon and so then Columbus? we go into bigger events. Um, yeah. So I thought the Atlanta food truck scene is a very um, economical place, but it's hard to vend inside the city mm-hmm. for a small business, and I wanted to um, support small businesses. I'm a small business, and a lot of my uh, colleagues are also small business owners, so I decided to take it on the road. So I started taking 20 to 30 trucks all over the southeast, from Athens to um, Columbus, Georgia. Wow. And then, um, uh, so here you're, today you're talking about uh, Foodorama Grant Park. Foodorama Grant Park. <laughs> so we decided to bring it home. Uh, Grant Park is one of the oldest parks in Atlanta. Um, it is underutilized because of the location, and people really don't know about it where it is. So we did a survey last year at the beginning and see if people knew where Grant Park was and then asked if they knew where the zoo was. Most people know where the zoo is. They just don't know it was in Grant Park. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So it has been my mission to uh, bring awareness uh, to the community of Grant Park and to Grant Park itself. Because it's a beautiful park. Yes, it is. I used to live off Hill Street. Okay. Yeah, so I saw a lot of that transformation in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. And, yeah, it's... um, very historic, too. It is. Yeah. It is. The homes there are original, mm-hmm. most, and they are fighting to keep it that way. Yeah. And the cyclorama is supposed to be moving, is it? I think it is moved. It's shut down now. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I think they're moving that to don't know where. Um, I think but, right here in, in Buckhead yeah, at the Heritage uh, yeah, Society. It's, it's coming, yeah, the, I thought they were following the Foodorama. Yeah. The cyclorama. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, now they have more room now for food <laughs> yeah. trucks. So, so now we move that. There yeah. you go. We have more so, rooms. So what's the backstory in creating an event of this? And talk about the scope of this event. The scope is big. We're going to have 80 vendors. Oh, my God. So we're having uh, also it's called a Maker's Market, which is a local business called Indie South Fair that I've teamed up with in order to bring um, – uh, like homemade jewelry and yeah. you know stuff like that. So we're going to have 25 of those vendors there along with 36 savory food trucks and 10 sweet trucks along okay. with like a kid's zone and a bar, a VIP area. So the magnitude of this one is the biggest I've done so far. Okay. And the giving back to the community. Yeah, so, and supporting the local businesses, sounds like. And I'm big in that. Yeah, so yeah. I team up with a lot uh, Robin Ware, who's a publicist that um, mm-hmm. is amazing, has yes, her own small is. business. Then we have Betty Cagle, who owns Red Bird Events, that's also helping me on this as a small business. Um, and it's empowering when you have these small businesses, these people that have put their life and dream into building their own brand. 
And if I can help them and they can help me, we have to stick together on that. And I'm checking out that we have their website up on our monitor right now in the studio. It's pretty amazing, the Foodorama Grant Park dot com and um is this true uh arts and crafts and live music yes so we're having um so i was unaware i'm not the most uh musical person um so i've teamed up with dakota blue is a restaurant in grant park and the owner um likes to dibble and dabble in music and he got us kick the robot which is going to be on stage it's an upcoming band okay um and then we're going to have a few other bands abby wren is going to be there a live dj is going to be there so it's it's going to be popping and that's this week, next This Saturday. Month? Oh, my goodness. This Saturday from 11 to 8. And Pro- get your tickets now. And uh, they get those tickets right there at the website? Yes, they do. They go to uh, foodoramagrantpark.com, or they can get them at freshtix.com. Okay. I think Pro Business On Site should be there. Yeah. Be we get some one. free food. You do. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do some uh, broadcasting there. So uh, so um, besides this this massive event undertaking that, you, that you're involved in, tell us the story about Georgia Power re, uh, produced a documentary. So that is so cool. Yeah. So um, I, I get a lot of media, especially when I go out of town, like to Columbus or Athens. Local media will come out and do an interview. Well, I was contacted by Georgia Power to do an interview, I thought. So we went there, and they wanted to do a documentary-esque style on me and how I ended up choosing Grant Park for this phenomenal mm-hmm. event. Um, and I was wa- hoping that they could capture um, how I feel about these events. Um, it's something magical when you're in a dead space, a park, an empty park, and you're there at 7 in the morning and the food trucks start lining up and the tickets, and all of a sudden you wake up or you look up at 11 a.m. and you can't see the ground because there's so many people. Mm. Right? It is a magical feeling, and they really captured that. The aroma and the music and just the atmosphere. It's and just there's people just laughing. It's a feel-good. It's a feel-good. Yeah, it, yeah. It's a day of community and bringing people together. And who doesn't love food? Um, <laughs> no one. No one, yeah, no one, no one raised their hand here. <laughs> yeah. Even when I fast, I love food. <laughs> yeah. right? um, I don't know if we have time for this, but have you, have you, you've seen the movie The Chef? I have. At, right? <laughs> I was telling somebody about that this morning. It's basically a, a, a road trip in a, in a food truck, right? Yeah. It is a road trip. It's a very feel-good movie, <laughs> yeah. but I don't think it really captures it the essence yet. of no. owning a food truck. From a civilian standpoint, From yeah. A civilian it standpoint. sounds good. Like, it sounds like a good idea. Um, all right, we got some more questions here, but uh, just for the moment, let's turn our attention um, to uh, – there's no segue here from uh, food to, uh, to, to lawyering. But um, joining us in the studio, as we mentioned, is uh, Matt Theory. Theory and um, and you're what you're involved in business law, which is uh, our close to our heart, the pro business channel, right? Uh, talk to us about what a day look, looks looks like for you. Sure, uh, th- I do business law, business litigation, and fiduciary litigation. On the business law aspect, uh, it, it it really becomes getting involved with your clients, becoming a trusted advisor, more so than just legal advice, but also in dealing with uh, common problems that come up and avoidance of litigation, and. There's a lot of input on strategic decision-making that doesn't necessarily involve the aspect of law, but just becoming, as I said, a trusted partner. Also, um, when you learn your, your clients' businesses, you have an opportunity to better serve them. So you, you need to get involved in, in their day-to-day activities and understand what they do so that when their needs arise, you don't have to try to learn everything on the fly. You have a, you have a background, a history with your client. And I, I do make a very good effort to go out and get to know my clients ahead of time and as they need uh, specialized services, then we can provide those to them. Uh, one of the aspects I think that's often overlooked, and this, this in and of itself is a very broad topic that 
could provide for hours of discussion in my law firm. But the corporate veil is something that I think a lot of people don't pay enough attention to. And the corporate veil is what you strive to achieve when you form a business, such as an LLC or a corporation. You want to insulate your personal assets from the business uh, (laughs) liabilities. Mm -hmm. And I think that in a a lot of cases, people think, hey, I filed the material with the Secretary of State. I'm good to go. I'm protected. Well, there are a lot of... um, little traps along the way that if you fall into those traps, you could easily step yourself into personal liability for your business, Mm -hmm. uh, businesses, expenses and liabilities. And oftentimes, uh, lawyers in in lawsuits will seek to pierce that corporate veil. And I have done so on several occasions myself, pierced corporate veils to reach into the business owner's assets to uh, satisfy the corporate debt. And I've defended those cases as well to protect the corporate veil. So I think that one is one of those things that uh, a lot of advice goes a long way. It's not that complicated, but if you don't pay attention to it, it doesn't necessarily provide you the protection that you think you're getting. And then um, that then the remainder of the business law practice, I think really on my aspect uh, would relate to contracts. And I, I my my <laughs> colleagues kind of kind of joke around with me as being a contract junkie. Uh, <laughs> I love negotiating contracts. I love drafting contracts, and I and I frequently have to fight about contracts. You're the dude, yeah. yeah. So so that they you know and those contracts vary from client to client, from consulting to vendor agreements to distribution agreements, technology, non disclosure, non compete, non solicitation. So pretty much any type of contract that a business may need. If I can't handle it at myself at my firm, I have a partner that has a specialty that can handle that type of contract. So we do. A a lot of uh, drafting and negotiating contracts. And then business litigation, I think, is somewhat self-explanatory. Most people don't think of a business litigator on a, on a day-to-day basis until there's a dispute. Right, right. So, you know, if a dispute arises, I have the experience and the background to go ahead and get in the trench and fight it out for them. And um, I've done that in mediation, arbitration, jury trial, appeal, in wow. multiple states. So that that's uh, having the ability to handle some business issues and handle the litigation for clients provides me a somewhat... Uh, specialized application. It sounds like DMQ's got a, a wide array of services and uh, practices that are available. Uh, but Matt, you, you got to answer this question for me. Man. Sure. <laughs> uh, Davis Mathis and Matthews and Quigley, it's been around for 45 years. You don't look like you. you know. <laughs> Tell me the story on that. Is that Matt? Are you the Matt or the Matthew? I or am, talk I to am me, not. Okay. Matt All right. I just uh, need to clear that up. Yes, the the firm's been located in Buckhead in the same location in Lenox Towers for forty five uh, years yeah, since nineteen sixty nine. Um, yeah, Baxter Davis, uh, Bill Matthews, and Ron Quigley formed the firm. They they were friends and decided it was time. And uh, we've been located in the same place. We've seen Buckhead grow quite a bit. Uh, oh, yeah. We not understatement. Me, uh, yeah, I, I, obviously, uh, I've only been with the firm ten years. I'm not. You're the new kid on the block. Uh, Gotcha. Relatively speaking (laughs) so, yes. But the firm has seen uh, an open-air mall at Lennox Mall, a farm at Phipps, uh, being the only two high-rise office complexes in Buckhead. And now if you look across the Buckhead skyline, look how how much dramatic difference there is from what I just described. It's, it's It's quite the difference. But the firm has been here and has seen it all. And uh, and two of the uh, original partners are still actively practicing uh, on a daily basis. Ron Quigley and Bill Matthews are there, um, wow. put in wow. full days all the time, and uh, we we have uh, fourteen lawyers that are actively practicing. So, so so what's a challenge um, uh, in your business on a regular basis? Uh, getting to know the right people, I think, is always a challenge. You know, you're always out looking for the next client. You're always out looking for the next opportunity, and you want to be able to help people. And getting involved in uh, 
associations like the Buckhead Business Association okay. provides an opportunity to do that, to get in front of the right people, to be able to help. How long uh, have you been a member there? I've been since September, so okay. not a very long okay. time, but it has been... Welcome uh, aboard. Yeah, thank you. It's been quite a rewarding experience. I've met a lot of great people, and uh, if you if you make an effort, not just join, but if you right. make an effort to attend the event, uh, you, you do get a lot out of it. It's a great group. Okay. There's our plug for the BBA right there. Yeah, there it's it official. Um, so, uh, Matt, how would folks find out about your firm and engage with you all? Uh, you could go to our website, which is dmqlaw.com, so davismatthewsquigleylaw.com, or you could give me a call at 404-261-3900. So not DQ, but DMQ. DMQ. <laughs> that's the other the other guys. Dairy um, Queen. <laughs> Queen, yeah. Well, that's the food tie right there. There it is, yeah. There's a segue into our next uh, guest. Um, and uh, joining us in the studio, Christina Cur- Curry. Uh, you're the executive chef and CEO. Um, boy, you're, you've got an um, interesting background. Um, 12 years, as you mentioned, restaurant hospitality industry. But um, you've also um, ranged from the Ritz-Carlton here in Atlanta to W in uh, Washington, D.C. How long in D.C.? Uh, I lived in D.C. for three years. Oh, yeah. Hobnob, do you see any celebrities? And um... uh, Well, I actually worked across the street from the White House. Oh, wow. Was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, see a lot of Secret Service. Right. <laughs> people dressed as homeless people. Surprise, surprise. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. There that's you go. that's, that's yeah. legit. That's what they do. Yeah, when you see a homeless person with a little earpiece. Yeah, or, and, they're, and they're yelling, swarm, swarm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that might be a sign. That's a yeah. giveaway. <laughs> right. Um, but you also uh, were involved in styling some food shots for the both Food Network and the Cooking Channel? Yes, I've done a, actually a lot of work. Um, and even here in Atlanta, surprisingly, um, some of the shoots that they do with some of the locals, um, sort of celebrity chefs. Okay. Um, but yes, food styling and doing all of that background prep work for shows that people don't realize. The chef pretty much shows up and everything looks beautiful, but there's a person behind that, like myself, who's been working you know, 10, 12 hours ahead of time. Yeah, to oh make it look goodness. beautiful. Yeah. Um, Art Institute enrolled. You were enrolled in the Art yes, Institute? Yes, I'm an Art Institute of Atlanta graduate. I went to school uh, right up in Dunwoody. They, I applied. They denied my application, yeah. I sure, remember. You have no art skills. I, I was a student when I was in Buckhead. That was <laughs> okay. ages ago. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's the inspiration behind uh, you uh, launching this business? Well, the the main inspiration for me was One, I'm super passionate about food, um, but the other thing that really drove me into business, which doesn't have anything to do with food, it's more about people, Mm -hmm. is I thought about, you know, what I could do for others. Mm. Like, it's the the idea that I could provide a job for somebody who may not have had a job or all those things. So the combination of my food passion and also just like working with people. So that kind of keeps me going really every single day is the people that work on my team and then also uh, the food. And I don't know of a... I mean, outside of sports events, and there's food always involved, I don't know of a, another occasion where we as human beings have more fun outside of food, right? I mean, it's that community, true. right? Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's we, awesome. We, the nice thing, especially with catering, so we do full-service caterings. That means you can come to us and we'll take care of everything, or you can come and just get food. Um, it's up to you. So where are you guys located? Uh, we're located in West Midtown, right okay. off of 75 between Northside Drive and Howell Mill in the Berkeley Park neighborhood. So I can come by through the drive-thru and pick up some food, is what you're saying? Or? Um, we could make it like a drive-thru. If you open on your window, I'll <laughs> right, exactly. work on Toss my Toss something out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, but people that. can pick up food on, on site, uh, well, no, but mostly it's catering. Well, we, mostly we do full-service catering, but okay. we're getting ready to relaunch our meal delivery service, oh, okay. which is a weekly 
basically to help you get through the week. Um, okay. It's something that my business sort of started in the beginning as personal chef. Right. And uh, going in clients' homes and cooking. And then I moved into delivery once I moved into a commissary kitchen location. Um, but we're getting ready to relaunch it and repackage it in a much more streamlined way. We're going to be able to reach a lot more customers. Mm. Um, we're working with a quick delivery to facilitate the delivery. Yeah. So we'll be able to manage that aspect a lot better. Um, the menus will be changing every two weeks. You go online, um, which our website is under construction now to sort of handle that. But you'll be able to go online, order, pay, everything. Wow. Make how sure you get our card with our address for delivery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, how long have you been in business again? Um, Epicurean Endeavor started in 2007. And so we just expanded into full-service catering in 2013. And tell me a little bit about what happened at the Botanical Garden when you were featured in that. Oh, well, I was actually the first uh, garden chef that they hired at the Botanical Garden for their Edible Garden outdoor kitchen exhibit that they have. She made history, man. So is that, am I here? So you went through the garden, just picked up vegetables or I did, herbs actually, and uh, cooked yes, them up? Yes, really? if you If you visited the, the botanical garden, they have the edible garden area. I didn't know that. And they have demonstrations for the guests as they come through the garden. And we would literally go and pick yeah. the vegetables from that garden and prepare a dish that the uh, visitors to the garden could taste. I mean, you can't get any fresher. There's no fresher farm-to-table in Atlanta. So I can just go there and have my lunch and just grab some carrots or whatever to go? Or? I mean, if you grab the carrots, <laughs> you might be in trouble. If you buy a ticket, you can. <laughs> yeah, there you oh, okay, yeah, I knew there was a catch to that, yeah. Good thing we have a, an attorney here present, yeah. Um, so we want to do a little roundtable discussion here, but beforehand, um, Christina, um, let us know uh, what's the best way on, I guess, social media to find find y'all. Ah, well, we're Epicurean ATL. That's E-P-I-C-U-R-E-A-N-A-T-L on our Instagram, our Facebook. Our website is EpicureanATL.com. Um, so that handle will pretty much get you in direct contact with us. And, of course, you can always call our office at 404-351-6560. All right. Well, well said. Um, we're going to open it up a little bit and just kind of um, anybody can jump in. A couple of questions uh, on the short list might be, uh, what's a good day look like for you and your business? Um, or tell a, a B BBA story, the Buckhead Business Association, if you're a member, uh, maybe a connection you've made there. Uh, or what's next in your business? So just it's a... Uh, free for all. Free for all. Yeah, it's, it's a buffet. Yeah, it's just pick and choose what you want off the buffet line. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting how, you know, we have two food... Yeah, purveyors here, and then an attorney that can help us with our business. Most yeah. definitely, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> you, you think that was almost planned? You think <laughs> right. it was yeah. organically here? <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was also kind of interesting because I was speaking with Jim out in the lobby ahead, uh -huh. of, the, ahead of the show, and one of the things that I, you know, kind of found is that we have some commonality in our in our. In our businesses, while we do completely different industries, uh, you know, we're constantly having to deal with a lot of moving parts. We we find the excitement in, in the lead up to and then the actual event, whether it's his his event or my trial, or um, it, there was a lot of similarities. Even though we are completely different in what we do, uh, there were a lot of similarities in our approach to our everyday lives, and I thought that that was a pretty interesting commonality. And well, it's something about the passion, yeah, that we were talking about out there. When you love what you do. And it's not the money. It's not um, anything physical, really, you get out of it. It's that feeling of accomplishing what you set out to do and then also helping you with your clients. And then for me, it's the community, the guest. Well, the money is just a vehicle that allows you to extend that passion yes. and engage with other people. And that's what it's all about as far as humanity is concerned is our engagement with one another. It is. And so fundamentally, I mean, it's the business is business. You know, and we all pretty much need the same 
uh, principles and fundamentals to be in place for us to sustain whatever our passion is. Uh, and a lot of times it's sharing information. Uh, it's a lot of times it's sharing goods and services, uh, of course. And that's that's what it's all about. And that's that's what we love about uh, the Pro Business Channel. We create those environments for businesses to come together. And whether you're hosting or having a conversation as a guest, that's the power of this catalyst right here. And we, we love we love this uh, happening that we are a part to, we are we're able to be a part of every day. And we'd like for you to share that with others as well for that reason. We created happening, and we're the happiest uh, channel in Buckhead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just made that up, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, so, Jim, we were talking before the show about there's a new joint venture in the process and talking about business expansion. Um, but you also offer, correct me if I'm wrong, either through an alliance or a partnership, um, uh, folks that want to get into the uh, food truck business or? We do. So um, my business, I don't know if I were- I repeat myself, just let me know. Um, I had a food truck. It failed. Um, out of that, I saw a need to help other small business owners not go through what I did. And so I started doing consultations with um, future food truck owners mm-hmm. and also helping uh, ones that are already established just have a better business, a better look, menu design, um, and just letting them be fruitful in what they want to do. Because um, it does take quite a lot of money to start a food truck and then to maintain that with you know the permits you have to pay for and the fees that go into it is pretty um staggering yeah. sounds like a true advocate yeah talk to us about the misperception because we were jokingly talking about the, the movie the chef where the guy has the food truck and, and it's very uh, hollywood and very romantic or whatever but when you get down the nitty-gritty when you involve the attorneys and the the, the legalese that's involved so that's where um who you partner with helps with some of those yeah, offerings? Yeah, so um, I have one partner, Greg Smith, who owns the Atlanta Street Food Coalition. And then I have another partner, uh, Red Bird Events, who does like Dunwoody um, and city events like that. Um, and she works in uh, smaller ones, but she also 15, 20 trucks that Betty works with. And, you know, she does a great design. You know, it's a woman's touch. Sometimes yeah. we all need that. <laughs> uh, and I also have worked with a lot of different partners okay. and to uh, pull off a great event. Um, but we are all in for the small business because if it wasn't for the food trucks, we would not have mm-hmm. a job. Right. And um, speaking of food trucks, what do you attribute the, uh, the rise of that, this phenomenon to? It's the quality of food. Yeah. You know, yeah. people used to think of roach coaches. Right, as, right. You know, yeah, in California. Was that, really, that old yeah. day. But now we're having gourmet food coming out. We have uh, chefs, seasoned chefs that are on these trucks. We have one tasting main. It's a couple that are um, seniors. They met 40 years ago in high school, separated, remet, bought a food truck. It's called Tasting Main here in Atlanta. They have a lighthouse at the end. And they actually have their lobster flown here for them. Gotcha. And it is the best lobster roll I've ever had. It's amazing. And it's the on-demand. I mean, we're in the on-demand era, and we want things on demand. We, I mean, we have a lot more choices, and the mobility of food trucks. I mean, uh, we're so busy. It's uh, pretty amazing. It, yeah, so it, 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 that helps a lot. As far as, like, I mean, with names like Epicurean Endeavors, that speaks volumes. Uh, sh- share how, I mean, that's inspired you in that same vein. I mean, I'm not saying that you have a food truck or not, but I'm well, sure that's we, around we the corner. Well, maybe we should have a food truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Interestingly <laughs> enough, it's something that we thought about is like, you know, adding that piece to our well, business. Well, there he is. Yeah, because you have your you. brick and mortar location and you have your truck. Yeah. Um, so you can offer that on-demand, quick service, you know, and also keep the menu changing constantly. Um, but certainly for catering, that's what we love is we can work in an environment where we're, we're always using what's fresh, what's seasonal, 
You know, I always tell clients, well, if your event is six months down the line, I'm looking at what's going to be in season yeah. six months down the line so I can offer them, you know, the freshest. Very intentional, yeah. And the best and, um, you know, keep it exciting for myself. I never have to cook the same thing twice if I don't want to. There you go. Um, quick question for Jim and then also for Matt, but um, or for everybody, but basically what's the, um, uh, on the short list of challenges in starting a food truck business, what's the mistakes people make? And then from the legal perspective, just food overall. Do, do you all play in that space in terms of restaurants or catering? or We do to some degree, yes. Okay. Because uh, you have health code issues, whatever, right? And licensing issues with respect to the, uh, the alcohol licensing. And even like the brand, like you were talking about, the trademarks or the, um, yeah. Okay. I think with the food truck, um, it's the aspect of it's very reachable to own a food truck. But a lot of these um, food truck owners don't have the proper business sense mm-hmm. to do that. Um, they don't hire attorneys, which you need. Um, they don't make themselves aware of the local and state laws that are happening and forever changing inside the city of Atlanta. Um, and their menu. Like, you need to be a chef or have that, that niche of knowing what the people want in something popular. So it goes a lot into buying the correct food truck, having the right attorney to navigate that permitting system for you, um, wrapping your food truck for the design mm-hmm. of it, and then understanding that you are competing. We have 150 food trucks permitted inside the city. That's a lot of competition considering the city of Atlanta only allows us to vend in certain areas. So your competition is high, and you have to have a drive. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, working 14, 15 hours a day, a food truck isn't just rolling up and tweeting and having a line of people. It takes hard work, and it takes a lot of energy. It takes away from your family, just like any other small business does. Christina? Well, I agree exactly what you're saying. The The biggest thing is the passion. A lot of people, they see this idealized image of it. It's so like attractive, like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a yeah. food truck, or even a food business. <laughs> a lot of people in other areas say, oh, I love what you do. Like, I just want to stop my corporate job, and I want to become a chef. And I'm like, great, but it's the, it's hard work, and you can't do it without passion because you're doing this all the time. I have a nine-month-old baby, and I'm still doing this all the time. Yeah, wow. And so it's like finding something that you'd be willing to do for free and then figure out how to make money. That's really the only path I find that it you is, can be successful. It is like that. I'm glad yeah. you said that because it is you have because for the first year you're not going to make any money. No, right? You're just spending money and and you're hoping that people can either taste your passion or see your passion on what you do, and that's what makes them come back. And that's when you can really start navigating that. How am I going to be able to pay my rent? How am I going to be able to live yeah. off of my business? And I think that goes also for attorneys. And I think it goes to all business, actually, when mm-hmm. you think about it. It's it's one of those concepts where you can't just say, okay, I'm, I'm stuck in the monotony of my day, and I'm looking for another thing to do with my life, and the grass is greener on the other right, side. Right. So I'm going to jump out of what I'm doing now and what I'm good at, and I'm going to start some something completely different that I have no particular skill set or no particular right. knowledge of, but it looks great. Yeah. You know, it's a shiny object over in the corner. Mm-hmm. And if you jump at the shiny object in the corner and you're, and you don't have the passion, you haven't done the planning and you don't just, you don't just fully commit to it as something that you want to do, then you're kind of destined to fail. And yeah. I think that that goes for food. I think that goes for any type of business. If you're any, any business owner will tell you it's not as easy as it looks. Yeah. Oh, big time. Um, no, it's not. Well, great advice to, uh, to end on here. We are officially out of time, ladies and gentlemen. So I uh, want to thank you to all of our guests for joining us here on another episode of the Buckhead Business Show. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. 
Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.